0: The Healthy Golf Podcast, episode six with Kelly Hunt. Welcome to the Healthy Golf Podcast, a podcast designed to help you transform your golf game and your life. Join your host, Dr. Joe O, as he chats with experts on all things golf performance to keep you feeling great and playing your best on and off the course. All right. All right. Welcome to the Healthy Golf Podcast. And today I'm very excited to bring on Kelly Hunt. Kelly is a PGA pro uh, at Manchester Country Club in New Hampshire. And Kelly, welcome aboard.
1: Thanks for having me, I really appreciate it.
0: Great. Um, Today, um, before we get started, why don't we just, or why don't you just introduce yourself and give us a little bit of your background and kind of where you are today.
1: Yeah, so my name is Kelly Hunt. Um, Like you said, I'm from Manchester Country Club in New Hampshire, and I'm just about to start my third season there. This will be my second as the first assistant. I'm currently a Level 2 PGA associate, and I just graduated from Seattle University in March, a communication and media major. Um, So yeah, just looking forward to this season. And obviously, um, as we're going to talk about, my big senior project was about empowering Women leaders in the golf industry, so that's also something I'm doing on the side um, in addition to working at the golf course.
0: Great, yeah. So let's let's jump right into what you had just mentioned. You started this project called Golf Hers. Um, has a little bit of a, it's G O L F H E R S. Um, but why don't you why don't you just tell us what that is first?
1: Yeah. So I um, just just as I graduated from Seattle University, our senior project, uh, we basically have to come up with anything that involves uh, creating something physical that we can go basically present to the world. So I want to do something about the golf industry, because obviously, I'm a female in the golf industry. And um, going to my seminar back in November, I learned we only make up 5% of PGA professionals. So I was like, no, I feel like we need some type of platform to both celebrate, empower, and connect, uh, all these different female professionals since there's so few of us. So I just jotted down a bunch of notes about something that maybe I could create. And we ended up on a website slash Instagram platform, um, that takes on blog formats that basically shares the story and journey of different PGA professionals, um, and not, not all PGA professionals, but women professionals in the golf industry and in many different aspects of the golf industry. Um, so I basically share a different story every week. I do interviews over the phone and some in person uh, when we're able to. And it's, it's really just taken off and become a community. Um, we also have a private group called Golfers Leaders, uh, specifically to just have those conversations um, amongst ourselves about our careers um, and all the different challenges, different advice uh, that come with that. So yeah, it's uh, something that started as a senior project. And now I'm, I really want to take it much farther than that.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been following along for a little bit of time now. And it definitely seems like it's taken off uh, pretty, pretty well. And you have some already really big names that I've seen interviewed on, on the blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it looks like it's just going to keep going. Where, where do you want it to go?
1: Yeah. So there's obviously a lot of different possibilities with that. Um, I want to continue obviously sharing those stories, building that community, connecting more and more women together. And in addition to those big names, I want to interview people who aren't well-known, the people with a hundred Instagram followers, the ones who don't have any Instagram at all um, because you, you do hear those stories about those big names in the industry. And I want to highlight that, Hey, we are ordinary people in this golf industry, really just trying to make it. And here's all these awesome things that these different women are doing. Um, but I would love to see it become basically say someone becomes a PGA or LPGA professional and they're like, Hey, I want to, I want a community. Like, how can I find more women that are like me. And I want basically anyone to say, Hey, have you seen this thing called golfers? Here's the website. Here's the Instagram. Here's that private Facebook group. Um, and here's this community of awesome women that will want to support you, uh, throughout your journey. Um, I would love to see some meetups happening at whether it's section meetings through the PGA and LPGA, or even if it's just, Hey, we're going to go, um, have a day where we go play as a foursome. Uh, we all meet up from our area, whether it's the Met section, the New England section, um, really just a lot of possibilities. But one thing I'm very passionate about is one day um, being able to offer a scholarship to a woman going into, whether it's the LPGA program or the PGA program, I want to say, hey here's this awesome community of women that already supports you um, and that's going to be with you through your whole journey and here is a scholarship to help you get to that point that you want to get to. So I'm not sure how that's going to happen. I'm interested in either selling merchandise, doing a type of Patreon membership where people can support monthly. Um, but that's something in the future that I really want to do.
0: Well, it sounds like you have uh, some serious direction. One thing that I really like that you mentioned um, that I think is good just for anybody um, is like you want to create a community essentially around that. And I think um, us as humans definitely always want to have uh, other people around us. And I'm I'm sure most of us realize that now in the current situation that we're in that we, you know, missed being close to other humans. And so luckily with all the technology we have, we can still create these communities, even with people from across the world
1: mm-hmm. to,
0: to do just that. Have you seen any uh, positive benefits or from, from yourself, obviously, or even your members in your, your uh, Facebook group that um, have benefited from this already small, close-knit community?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, this is my third season working in the golf industry um, at Manchester Country Club. And especially last year when I became the first assistant, um, without really just kind of jumping right into it and just being like, all right, we're going to learn as we go. um, I really didn't have anyone to reach out to. Um, I had people that I knew of that didn't actually work as assistant professionals or as professionals, but were kind of in the golf industry. But I didn't have anyone that I could turn to and be like, hey, I have this very specific situation that you've probably been in. Please help me. So last season was a total learning curve. Um, luckily, I have a fantastic team around me that was able to help out and just from the communication standpoint, just get that that one-on-one po- feedback and all that. But at the end of the day, I was really kind of longing for having uh, other females to reach out to just because it's, it's an entirely different perspective. So going into this season now, and although the season hasn't started here, I have already been able to reach out to so many different professionals, whether they're head professionals, directors of golf, um, just uh, pure instructors, assistant professionals, just reach out for advice like, hey, how are you adapting to this current situation? Are you doing virtual lessons? Uh, Well, what's your plans for the upcoming months? Um, And just all those different things. Um, At the end of the day, Like you said, community is huge. Um, I actually had someone message me yesterday, hey, I'm from Canada. Is there anyone in this group from Canada also? I'd love to hear how they're adapting. And I was able to connect two people there. Um, And you realize how small of a world it really is when these people start messaging you'd be like, oh my gosh, I worked for this person two years ago at my internship. And then you're like, oh my gosh, now we all have this shared common uh, connection. Uh, So yeah, it's been great. I've gotten lots of messages from people um just reaching out and being like, Hey, I love this 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 makes me feel like I am seen, this makes me feel like I'm special, and please just keep doing it so yeah it's it's been a complete turnaround compared to last season in terms of kind of like almost like the morale of our community and looking forward to the future um and growing as this community
0: that's amazing, that's definitely amazing what um I would say definitely as even myself that has very little knowledge of potential jobs in terms of in the golf industry. I think most people think of, you know, PGA pros at at golf clubs or teaching professionals, someone who just does their own thing.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, What are some possibilities besides being a teaching professional? Um, Can anyone, but even a woman get in the golf industry?
1: Yeah, so there are so many, and I feel like I discover new ones every day. Um, PGA of America, for example, offers over 100 internships every year. So different college kids with different majors can get these internships. And even if you're not interested in golf at all, you can still go and get these internships, get these jobs. Um, A lot that I see that women enjoy is event planning. Um, If you want to work in a clubhouse, um, especially one that does weddings, banquets, all that type of stuff, you can manage all of the events at that course. Um, if you want to go into merchandising, you can become a merchandise manager. Um, my coworker, Grace, she's 22, 23, uh, managing the merchandise, the, the shipping, the pre-booking, um, all the stuff that comes in, she's managing it. Um, another that I just interviewed is Leslie. Uh, she is an Adidas representative. So all these brands that you like, whether it's Butjoy, Adidas, Nike, you can represent that brand and travel amongst your section and go to all these awesome events selling that brand. Um, You can, are you a photographer? You can work at the course as their course photographer. Uh, There are literally so many options. Uh, Are you a chef? You can come work at the country club, be a chef. Um, A lot that I see also is within PGA magazine. Are you a journalist? Are you interested in writing stories? There's literally so many options. I could keep going. Sports psychology, uh, physical training, like all that type stuff, physical therapy. Um, There's the more you look into it, the more options you find. So even if, like like I said, even if you're not a golfer, really even interested in it, there's a lot of different career paths here that's really for everyone, and especially a lot of roles that need to be filled by women. So keep looking.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of jobs, and I seem to find that there's new things, even just in in the golf industry, like you have mentioned, that I didn't even know existed before. Um, just blows my mind every day. I'm like, man, you work in the golf industry? That sounds like a pretty cool job, but I didn't even know that existed. Exactly. Um, what, what can um, we do um, to get more women into these positions? Because I feel like a lot of times they don't even know that they exist, basically.
1: Yeah, well, I'm a prime example of really not knowing about, you know, this might be a career path for me. I, I played college golf and I was a communication media major, you know, just not really sure exactly what I wanted to do. But at the end of the day, I loved golf. Um, and the only reason I got into the industry was because a pro reached out to me. And offered me a job um, out in Seattle where I went to school. And although I was moving home to New Hampshire at the time for the summer, um, that planted the seed in my head. Oh, hey, maybe I should get a job at the golf course this summer. So sent an email and ended up with that job. And I was like, I feel like I was a prime candidate to maybe be offered that job, but I didn't know about it unless that pro told me. So I feel, um, especially on the PGA, LPGA's part, we need more active recruiting. And whether that's even just sending a pamphlet to um, different colleges around the country that says, hey, here's a job that you might be interested in. Here's the PGM program or LPGA program. um, And it might be a great opportunity for you. And that might just, again, like what happened to me, plant that seed. Like, hey, if whatever doesn't work out, or if I still don't know what I want to do, at least I have this. That is a completely viable option. Um, So you can even start talking to high school kids at career fairs and college fairs. Like, hey, you can go to a university and major basically in golf at the PG, uh, PGM University. So I definitely want to see more active recruitment um, in that regard, uh, just because there are so many women out there that play golf that personally, like myself, don't want to go on and play pro but still love the game. So a huge opportunity there, uh, thousands of women across the country that could get into the
0: industry. What have you found has been kind of a common, common pathway for women to get into the industry
1: Um, you know, a lot of the women have, it's either, it's kind of either, or it's like they've played golf their whole lives and this has always been on their radar or they started playing golf late and just kind of fell into it. Um, and that kind of came from someone reaching out to them and being like, Hey, here's an option for you. So it's kind of either, or, um, I feel like I kind of fell somewhere in the middle where I kind of played golf my whole life. Um. Wasn't the biggest fan of it, played other sports, and then injuries led to kind of focusing only on golf. Um, and again, still didn't know really about the industry until someone offered it to me. Um, so there's a bunch of different paths out there. But yeah, I, I do think going back to how we get more women in the industry, we need to, it's really just word of mouth. It's that active promotion of this career um, and really reaching out to all these women that could be huge benefits to the industry. industry.
0: Definitely. I, I mean, what you're doing is going to be great and should continue to launch and help women forward to just even realize what, what is available and, and to find those jobs. And again, connect networking. I think networking is going to be huge um, for for getting any jobs. I mean, you're only as good as your your network, basically. Absolutely. Um, that'll be helpful. What kinds of challenges have you had or have heard women facing in the golf industry? Because it's definitely a male-dominated, uh, industry for sure. Um, so yeah. what kinds of things have you kind of either faced personally or or talked about with other women?
1: Yeah, so a very common theme, um, if, if you read some of the blogs, it'll always be, you're in the shop, the phone rings, this is the pro shop, how can I help you? And they ask, hey, is one of the pros there? Just because they assume that you're a woman, that you're not one of the pros. So I've had some women that will just make a joke of it, and they'll be like, yes, hang on, they'll put the phone down. Pick it back up, just re answer it. Um, so, I've I personally had that happen to me several times, or someone will come in looking to get their clubs regripped, which is something all of us know how to do. And they'll say, Hey, are any of the boys here? I need my clubs regripped. And I'm like, I can help you. So, it's just kind of that changing the mindset of people, especially with a membership. Um, I was the first female pro hired in its 96 year history. So, completely different mindset there. So, The first couple of weeks that I was in this position, I had several of those experiences. But as time went on and they realized like, hey, she does know what she's doing. She's learning. She's ambitious. They started coming to me directly. Hey, can you regrip these clubs? Can you give me a lesson? My daughter wants to take up golf. So it's kind of just an extra hurdle that women face when they enter the industry is um, just being taken seriously, honestly. Um, But it's not something that's really difficult to overcome, but it is something that is Uh, an obstacle that men don't face. Um, So that's, that's definitely been a common challenge. And for all golf pros, men, women, um, time management is always a huge one. And that's something you learn uh, as you get in the industry is very difficult to do. Um, Especially in New Hampshire, where you have a six month season, you're going nonstop until the snow comes. So just trying to manage that personal life, that PGA education at the same time, um, and still finding time for yourself um, can be difficult. But Again, with this community around us, we can reach out to people who have been there before. Um, I have a lot of women who are who have been in the industry for decades, and they certainly have plenty of advice to share.
0: First of all, congratulations on being the first woman hired in however many years you just said uh, at that country club. That's amazing. Um, also amazing on the country club's end uh, to, to do that.
1: Absolutely. They're um, awesome, I should mention. Like I said. I can't speak highly enough about the team I have around me and my bosses, my coworkers, everybody.
0: Right. Um, What, what kind of things would you say to someone who wants to get into uh, the golf industry, obviously, particularly pertaining to a female?
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of different things to say, but at the end of the day, just be prepared to work hard. Um, also a big thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. That was something I have certainly struggled with. I'm a total perfectionist, always just get it done with determination. But when you enter a new industry and you're in this unique position, you're going to come across situations that you've never been in before. And you really need to learn to uh, use those people around you that have been in those situations before to help you grow and learn through them. So that's always something I've struggled with, um, just being able to say, hey, I don't know how to respond to this or I'm not sure what I'm doing. Can you please help me? Um, and at the end of the day, when you enter this industry, you have a mentor, your boss, your, your older coworker who's been here already. Like they are there for you. So learning to use those resources and just. Not be afraid to make mistakes and even be wrong sometimes. It's going to happen. So the sooner you can accept that and learn to basically use it to your advantage and use it to your overall growth, um, the better off you'll be. So that's definitely for people who are like me who struggle with that, that would definitely be a piece of advice.
0: That's that's excellent. Yeah. Failure is obviously always something that no one wants to go through, but it's definitely a great learning tool. Yeah. Um, and if you don't fail, you're most likely never gonna learn as much as you probably would have the first time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely helpful to do that for sure. Unfortunately, as unfortunate as to fail. Yes. Um, so you you talked about a little bit of the community you're creating, especially in time management and everything, how are you dealing with um, you know, having this position you're just starting your season now that courses are going to open up in New Hampshire and you're doing this. What What are you kind of doing to manage your time to kind of keep your life sane?
1: Yeah, so, well, I'm very excited to go back to work um, with everything going on. I'm very thankful to be going back and I am prepared to work long hours and just pretty much be there every day. But at the end of the day, that's part of it. And especially in what's happening right now, I'm going to be very thankful to be there. But like last season, same thing, long hours. Um, but something that's helped me is um, I have my uh, planner where I write down basically my daily schedule and especially managing that uh, the level one, level two, all that bookwork for the PGA program. I write down the assignment that I want to need to complete by the end of that night. So um, something that I found if you don't write it down and it, if you don't say it out loud, you're probably not going to do it. So something, if I want to get something done or make sure I'm going to do it in the future, I have to write it down. I have to tell someone, hey, I'm going to do this. And that involves like working out, taking some quiet time for yourself. Even if you're watching a 20 minute episode of Parks and Rec, like those 20 minutes to yourself are so important. Um, But I'm thankful, like I have people that I'll reach out to like, hey, I'm going to go on this mile run today. I'm going to go hiking today. It's going to happen. So even if you're working from 5.45 a.m. to 5.45 at night, you have that time. Um, even if, like I said, just taking 20 minutes for yourself, whether it's reading an assignment that you need to do or, or just hanging out with your dog, like my dog is sitting right next to me over here. Um, I would feel writing it down, taking that time is really important. Um, but also reaching out to people, um, whether it's reaching out to our golfers community or calling your, your boyfriend, your friend, your parents, um, just just checking in saying, hey, staying grounded, Um, And also, I think the most important thing is making sure you're leaving work at work. Um, Obviously, you might have some emails you need to catch up on at home. But if something happens that bothers you at work, you need to leave it there. Because if you take it home, it's only going to put you in a bad mood for the next day. So that's also something I definitely struggled with when I entered the industry was really just overthinking things. But at the end of the day, work is work. um, And your personal life is definitely very important as well.
0: I hope everyone was listening to that. If not, rewind the last two minutes. There are so many good little things there in terms of just like maintaining mental health for the most part, which I feel like a lot of people just neglect. Um, yeah. But taking that time for yourself, you know, writing it down or or telling, you know, having an accountability partner, all those things are going to help you manage your time a little bit better. I think something that would be good, mainly because it would help me, but also anyone that's listening to this what is kind of like your, I'm sure it's different every day, but what is like your daily schedule as a, uh, well, for you, a professional at a golf club?
1: Yeah, so, so our schedules are going to look a little different because we need to kind of stagger ourselves. But let's say if it's an op- a day that I'm opening, um, on the weekends we'll open up at 6.30, so I have to be there by about 5.45. So luckily the sun is starting to come out much earlier, so I'll typically get up around 430 Um, my dog also sleeps with me. So I have to like get him up and I'm like, go in the other room to lay down because it's not even time to wake up yet. But I always make sure I have like a good morning. Um, I want to give myself enough time to get ready, make sure I eat breakfast. Um, I don't know how, when I was a kid, I never used to eat breakfast, but now it's like, I need to have my tea. I need to have all these good things. Um, pack myself food for the day. Um, and really just get into a great attitude. Um, And I have about a 20 minute drive to work. So I'll just kind of shuffle all my music and just enjoy the ride. Um, I live in rural New Hampshire, so it's always really pretty just kind of back roads. Um, And then I'll get there. Uh, If it was a normal day and we weren't having all these restrictions, I'd open up the shop, open up the tea sheet, um, get ready for everyone to come in the shop and hopefully get their tea times. Um, And if We can't do individual lessons yet but you know if if we were able to i'd probably have a lesson or two throughout the day and then my coworkers would start coming in and we'd obviously like stagger how we're working all right you're at the counter you're at the first tee uh you're supervising the cart barn um all that fun stuff i personally love working the first tee you're outside um except when it's cold but you get to interact with all the members and just kind of chat with them and make sure they're they're getting off um okay making sure they have everything they need um Obviously, catch up on emails, see what's going on, um, see if anyone needs anything. Like I said, we are a private course, so it's really just making sure the members are happy, making sure things are running smoothly, making sure the course is in good condition, all that stuff. So, obviously, probably have a little meeting with um, our boss and coworkers, a little even if it's a five-minute meeting. Just check in, make sure things are going well, plans for the week. Um, When we are in the season and we have events going, I manage all the ladies' events, so making sure I'm putting together uh, those schedules, those rule sheets, the scorecards, the uh, the plan, everything, uh, which I personally love. I love running tournaments, Um, but fortunately during May we won't have any, uh, so hoping for June. Um, And then depending on what time I work uh, till, I might practice a bit. Um, If I'm lucky, I'll get the opportunity to go out and play with some members, which is one of my other favorite things to do. Um, And then probably head home around dinner time. hang out with my family, hang out with my dog, maybe take him for a walk. Um, Hopefully do some PGA education, reading, assignment, doing all that stuff. Um, And then usually I'm very lucky to live at home right now. Um, I'll hang out with my parents, watch a movie, watch either Modern Family or Frasier. um, And really just, you know, unwind, hang out, and then get ready to wake up and do it again.
0: Sounds definitely sounds like an interesting day, and, and I think it's good that it can always be a little bit different depending uh, on. I
1: can change, how you're doing. Uh, especially tournament days. I love running those. It's definitely very like high stress environment, but when it all goes well, it's like the most rewarding thing.
0: Yeah, I can imagine running a tournament is probably absolutely wild um, <laughs> from behind the scenes part. Absolutely. How much more do you have left of your PGA schooling?
1: Yeah. So I went to level one, um, my seminar back in November of 2019. So worked through that bookwork very quickly. We had like two snow days in a row where it snowed like four feet in the first couple days of December. And I really kind of banged all that out, Um, did the lesson videos and got my portfolio approved in January. So I then took the, uh, the big test in February, passed out of level one, Um, immediately signed up for level two and was actually supposed to go to a seminar on March 16th um, in Florida, but obviously that was canceled. Um, But luckily they were able to do a virtual seminar uh, for the first time ever. So for my level two seminar um, myself and 36 other PGA associates um, attended it virtually for the week. Um, Although it wasn't as great as being down South in Florida and interacting with everyone, it went very, very well. So I'm very thankful that my, Basically, like my career path wasn't delayed at all um, by having that canceled. So right now, I'm currently working through the bookwork of level two. Uh, once that gets passed, I'll take the test, and I'll be in level three. And if all goes well, I would love to be passed uh, through level three by the end of 2020.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Where do, you, where do you foresee yourself in the future in terms of your golf career? And I know that could be a, a very uh, lofty vision, but what's, what's your current idea?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Um, especially because I did not plan to go into this industry um, at first. But uh, right now I'm just enjoying working through the golf operations area, um, getting as much experience as possible. Um, Like I said, I love running tournaments. So if something came up where I could do that um, full time, part time, I would love to run some tournaments, whether it's through the PGA or through even like some AJGA or USGA, different tournaments would love that. Um, I've interviewed some women from the first tee and I do love working with juniors, um, being at a private course. I don't get as much opportunity as I would love, but I have gotten to work with many, many juniors. And the more I think about it, the more I love it. So I would love to work with the first tee or even a, a, a golf school. Um, I've interviewed some women that have their own golf academies or golf schools, um, where they teach full time, which I think would be a fantastic opportunity. Um, but at the end of the day, I do love being at a golf course. So I'm not sure um, (laughs) what it looks like. But like I said, just really enjoying the ride learning as much as I can right now. And I think that path will become clear, especially as I uh, pass out of level three and become a class A PGA member.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm sure whatever you're doing now will definitely be helpful to you in the future. Absolutely. Um, We touched on this a little bit earlier, but what any last words of advice or inspiration for any any anybody, but especially women trying to get into the golf industry?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely stay positive. Um, you'll have those days that are hard on you. Um, going through LPGA, PGA school can be hard. Um, play in tournaments. That's, that's a big piece of advice that a lot of women um, have given in their interviews. Um, even if it's uncomfortable, you haven't played competitively in two years, get out there. Um, it's a great way to just kind of show yourself that, you're capable of doing it Um, connect with this community reach out to pros do not be afraid to send an email out to someone you admire or someone you saw on Instagram I'm sure that they will be more than happy to respond to you help you out Um, that's how I've actually met a lot of people in the industry is just really sending a message just saying hey I really love what you're doing keep it up Um, and usually they'll be super thankful for that Um, but yeah be passionate be determined um, work hard and at the end of the day, I, I can't complain about showing up to a golf course. So, you know, be thankful for where you are and always look toward the future.
0: Excellent advice. <laughs> All right. We got some fun questions here at the end. Great. Uh, what is uh, your favorite or best course that you've ever played?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I always answer as Half Moon Bay in California. Um, so I, I grew up there for most of the middle part of my life, and I was fortunate to play there many times. Um, and there's just something about it that I just have so many great memories playing with my dad and other friends. And the last three finishing holes going back to the Ritz-Carlton are just some of the most beautiful holes out there. Um, but I've also played Pebble Beach, so I feel terrible for not saying that. And actually, the first time I ever played it, I, uh, I hold out from the sand on number 10. Um, so I hit my second shot in the bunker on the left and pulled out probably like a 20 yard, 15, 20 yard bunker shot. Um, and my dad got it on video. So when I was 15, so that is probably like my favorite memory of playing a golf course. Uh, but if I had to pick an overall favorite, if I could only play one course for the rest of my life, I'd probably pick the Half Moon Bay Ocean course.
0: One, that memory is amazing. And two, that it's on video is also amazing, but <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. All right. Second question is, you have a risky approach shot to the green. Are you going for it or laying up?
1: Um. You know, so I hadn't hit a golf ball in a while. Last time I hit a golf ball was in January after the PGA show. But a couple days ago, I was able to go on the track, man, just to, you know, hit. And I pulled out my two hybrid. Uh, I have an Apex two hybrid, which, you know, most people don't buy that. But it was given to me and I hit it. I think I carried it like 210 and it rolled out to 240. So at the moment, absolutely. If it's like a long shot, I'm going for it. Um, Kind of gotten to the point. I'm definitely the long hitter, long player. So I feel like the more tentative I am, the worse the result will be. So at the end of the day, go for it. What's the worst that could happen?
0: Excellent. And then last one, you're going to go out for a round. Who is in your dream foursome?
1: Oh, goodness. Hmm. Like anybody? Does it have to be golf. Anybody.
0: Nope. Nope. Anyone, anyone you want. Anyone. Yeah,
1: I would love to play golf with Bobby Orr because I met him when I was younger and I have an autographed poster from him. And I just think he'd be a really cool person to hang out with. I would love to hang out with Robert Downey Jr. Big fan of his. And I would also love to play with Phil Mickelson. Um, ever since I was little, because I'm left-handed, I always loved Phil. So... Would love to hang out with him. Um, I think that would be a very interesting foursome, uh, but I think it would be fun at the end of the day.
0: That that would be an interesting foursome to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Just between probably Robert Downey Jr. and Phil Mickelson, that would be that It'd would be, be interesting. <laughs> yes, it would. Um, before you go, what where can we get in contact with you? Um, where if people have any questions or or want to reach out to you?
1: Yeah, so I'm very active on my Instagram um, at Kelly underscore golfer spelled with the h e r um and then i also have another instagram that's linked in that bio um, at golf.hers where i post um exclusively golfers content and i will post a different blog every week there um, so i also have the website uh, uh so you can check that out there's a contact form there you can subscribe um, and there's also on facebook as well um, golfers has a page also i have a page if you want to friend me Um, I mostly just post golfer stuff on there. So basically my social media has just been taken over by golf.
0: Very good. I will get all that linked up in the show notes eventually once that gets up there.
1: Yeah, please feel Uh, free to reach out. Um, Like I said, community is so important during this time and I'm a very big people person. So please feel free.
0: Great. Yep, we will do that. Uh, I just want to thank you for your time and everything that you've talked about with everyone today. And I really appreciate that.
1: Thank you so much for hosting me. I really appreciate
0: it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Healthy Golf Podcast. The episode with Kelly was amazing, and I think she's doing great things for women in the golf industry, and I'm really excited to see what the golfer's platform will look like in a few years from now. If you want to get in contact with Kelly or work with her or become part of the Golfers Network, All of those links are located in the show notes. And again, I want to thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have any thoughts on upcoming episodes or topics you would like to have discussed, please feel free to reach out to me at joe at puredrivephysio.com. In the meantime, I hope you keep working on striving for excellence in your golf game and your life because when you feel great, you golf great.